What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. Welcome you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Shave. What's going on? Good evening, my friend. Good evening. How are you? Hey, man. You know, doing a thing. It's a it's a Wednesday, halfway point. Somebody's week, uh, but we're getting things done and making it happen. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Then you know what I mean. Yeah. That's that. Enough said. Jace is in route. He was sending me so much stuff to talk about this week, and this is not one of those slow week deals. And, and Jace is in the background lurking, getting all set for his camera, got his lighting and makeup all together. I think he's ready to come on up. Let's see here. What's up, Brosha? Uh, I'm thinking that's because somebody just sent the link two minutes ago. That's not true. Oh. I sent it at 8.04. Hmm. Really, really, really conducive. All right. How's it going, guys? What's up, Jace? Just chilling. We are just talking about how you sent so much stuff, and it's just a rock to talk about. But let's say what's up to everybody here in the chat first. Jamelin Parks, hmm. 80s kid from the 90s, Blake Tarpley, James Green is here. Uh, so it's Keith Cooper. What's up? Snake guys. I know I didn't forget my man, Afton Child. And that's everybody. It's an 80s kid. Yeah, of course. All right. So let's, let's there, There's so much. No need to, to build it up and, and get started and warm it up and get things hyped. Question first Did everybody see that Borderlands trailer? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know we were getting Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> but oh, man. I was like, yeah, let, let's do this thing. And, you know, I'm actually not not too upset with that. I mean, I feel like it's there and, you know, you could do it. It's not like there's any more Guardians coming. So why not use that formula? I mean, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And who cares? If somebody's like, you ripped it off. Yeah, I did. And that, that those movies made a ton of money. So, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I, I I watched it on the trailer this this afternoon, and I was I'm like, hey, Kate Blanchett's in, she's game. She's like, okay, I see where this Marvel money is. Why not try something else out? Um, you know, Kevin Hart's proven gets gets the audience there. I think I'd sign on for it too. I mean, and the trailer looked entertaining enough that I may check it out. I don't know what the release date is, but I might check it out. Oh yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it because it looked it looked fun mm -hmm. and it's like sometimes that's all i want in a movie and you know i think this might have been the first time i've watched a trailer with him where i didn't feel like kevin hart was the funny guy in the trailer like it felt like he was the straight man and everybody else is bringing the comedy yeah. chief did you see it yet I'm watching it now. <laughs> oh, okay. Jace, did you have any other thoughts while she finished? No, I, I liked, uh, who was it? I liked the fact that they, I mean, the, looking at the cast, they had the uh, girl who played Ahsoka in there, which I thought was cool. And uh, what was the other person? They sort of for like two seconds, but she was uh, the lead from Battlefront. I'm sorry. 
what is it? I she was she's she's the one who played Iden Versio in Battlefront 2. And she's in it too. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I'm not familiar to, perfectly familiar with the game, but I'm definitely down for a ridiculous movie that actually looks like something I would watch in a theater. Not uh, I'll see if I catch it later on. What's going on, guys? I mean, that, that probably needs someone to say, yeah, I'll catch that on Paramount Plus or what is it? Peacock if it comes ever comes out. What's up, Derek Dunn? Borderlines. Uh -huh. Borderlands looks like silly fun. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's all you need. And Ooh. gosh, I feel like I've been watching some terrible <laughs> movies in the last six months, probably more. But this one looks like great. I can just turn my brain off and think, or turn my brain off and just watch a fun movie. Yeah. You, and, you, what's going on? What's going on? And, and I'm sure you're a little, as long as you see something better what was it, than players, because you're reviewing the site with, whoo. <laughs> players was just so bad. I mean, it's like, I don't even understand how you botch a romantic comedy. I mean, at the very least, you should be criticized for it being unoriginal, really predictable, but it shouldn't be terrible. I mean, you know, rom-com should be like pizza. Eh, it was all right, you know. Very rarely you're going to go, that was the greatest romantic comedy I've ever seen. But players was like, yo, we can mess this formula up. Watch this. It really made me want to watch Happy Endings again. Happy Endings, which I'm, I'm still saying they botched the end of that show. But romantic comedies are okay. Here, guy, girl. I mean, Hallmark just basically runs them out every every Christmas. Here's our romantic comedy Christmas movie. Bang, go. And here's and our, here's our conflict. Yeah, here's how to get together. Roll credits. And there's a reason I'm not asking Chief about his favorite rom-coms. I know that's a waste of time and a conversation non-starter. I mean, if he had said Hitch a couple years ago, he probably would have said yes. But now he's on the list. Jane with Jeff, I meant to compliment you on your wardrobe in today's Lyle's Figure Files video. I see you're <laughs> representing the One Tree Dynasty here as well. I mean, seriously, dude, I would, I would happily have traded off the sixth title of the Lakers that LeBron and AD won to get this one that the Niners had here in their in their fingertips. It's just, I mean, I've seen six Lakers world titles, championships. And you see a team that's winning, you're going to jump on the back of it. Huh? I said, you see a team that's winning, you're going to jump on the back of it and, 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 and grab the back of it with your teeth and hold on to it. The Niners, the Lakers. I mean, is there a hockey team that's won 30 friends? I don't even understand so you're going to jump on the back of them too? If I was jumping on bandwagons, I'd be a Patriots or a Chiefs fan. I mean, it was too old. I'm talking about this is back in high school. I don't remember no Lakers, man. But you know what? Uh, it's all good, man. <laughs> I was going to say Thanks. this is eighty. This is before this is Lakers versus Celtics. Thank you. Exactly. Glad here to provide this. my point. I mean, <laughs> proves my point. Lakers were winners back then. They jumped on them. Win championships when I was you watching. You live basketball. here. You live. In, you live in the DMV. Why not pick a yeah. team from there? Hey man, no more. I can't be a Bullets fan. Hey, no more Bullets. Could have been. <laughs> no, yeah. more bullets. no more Bullets. No more Bullets. No more Bullets. All right. Oh, Bridesmaids is my favorite rom com. I, I have a lot more. I already have Bridesmaids in my collection, Blake. But it was that. funny the first time I watched it. I need to. I, I don't think I've watched it again. I think old girl getting drunk like midway through, kind of was like, yeah, I, Javon likes that, right? Yeah. I got, I got to watch that again because, I, I mean, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. And 
I said, oh, and it was just the worst league. And Javon was like, nah, he was defending her straight up. So I gotta, yeah, I'm gonna have to great, check it out again. Great movies. I like that. Wedding Crashers mm-hmm. uh, is a great one, too. Yeah. Is Wedding Crashers a rom com? Um, I, I mean, there's romance in it. He, that's kind of, I think that is rom com. Because he's, I mean, uh, Owen Wilson's character is scheming to get the girl okay. the whole time. All right. And he is trying to get, he's trying to get out the life. So. It's a, it counts. No, okay. no, no. I said I love Bridesmaid. I know it very well. I've watched it a lot of times. Right. Brocom. Right. Okay. I mean, I Wedding Ringers is like a Brocom. Wedding Ringers, Wedding Crash is kind of the same thing. Um, It's romance in there. You know what I mean? Uh, But I love and I love Wedding Ringer. Uh, that junk has me in tears every time I watch it. Kevin Hart and oh man, Josh, Josh Gad. Yes, thank you. I was uh-huh. like, yeah, my my dude from Frozen. And Pixels, yeah. huh? Pixels. Yes. Yeah, and I would say forgetting Sarah Marshall is probably my favorite romantic comedy. Yeah. Aldous Snow for them. They went too hard with them. They just said, uh, all right, let, let's get into this Marvel thing. Oh, but wait, wait, since you watched it, what do you think of the Borderlands trailer, Chief? Uh, it was cool. Um, it, this, this, it's the same show as uh, the joint with my man, um, the Black Captain America. Uh, he did a show, he did a show oh. similar to it just now. Oh, I get what Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. It looks really kind of similar. And I'm hoping they run back Twisted Metal for another season. They are. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. Did, they, did you get word on A Wolf Like Me if they run it back? No, I haven't heard on that one. Mm-hmm. I hope they run that back, too. Yeah, Papa Doc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, like Emmett, Emmett, Eight Mile is one of the most satisfying movie conclusions in my collection, because those those dudes just beat him down. His his life is just terrible. But then that last fifteen minutes is like, yes, get him. We don't know what's gonna happen in Bunny Rabbit, but I, I felt like, yeah, dude, get those dudes. Yeah, yeah, Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. Wanderlust is hilarious. People don't remember that one, so that there's one. Hmm. Borderlands looks fun, but I I don't love how much it reminds me of Guardians. But I guess it works. <laughs> Exactly. Somebody's got to do it. James Gunn's not doing it right now. So, yeah. all right, let's get into this Marvel stuff. Um, I, let, let's tackle it from this approach first, since this is sort of part of Marvel. Uh, Madam Web just just did disasters <laughs> at the box office, and I'm sure you guys are shocked that it did so poorly. Because I know all on this podcast we've been talking about how excited we were for it. And, Man, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And apparently, nobody else felt that way. It's 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think last we checked, it was 14. It's dropped down a little bit. So, yeah. What's the what's the fan rating? Oh, let's see. Wait, wait to make me click on it to make it think like there's some interest. All right. Oh. Fan interest is 56%. It's trash. But, I mean, I, I think the problem here with that. It's critics went to see the movie, I think a large part to trash it. And then some people went to go, is it really that bad? And by and large, everyone who went with the curiosity factor was like, yeah, it was that bad. 
I don't need to see it. Morbius is coming to Disney Plus on March 1st. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm good, actually. Thanks. Appreciate it. I don't know if I will ever get that board where I need to watch that. I was going to say, wasn't was it Morbius on Netflix? It, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I haven't watched it. <laughs> I, will, I will scour the, the hey, hello, what, what is this? Eh, no. I'm not watching Morbius. That's... I almost feel like Morbius could be a fun movie watch along if we were to just bash out a movie. That could be one where we could do live as we watch it. But that'd be the only, only way I would watch yeah, Morbius cool. and Madam Web. If we did full-on Statler Waldorf Mystery Science Theater watching it live. I know about Madam Web, though. That looks... That, I'm sorry. That When they were trying to pitch the movie, it sounded... I mean, all of us... Who's Madam... I mean, for me, I was... Who's Madam Web? Wait... That doesn't look like Madam Web. Oh, but we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have somebody in there. We really think it's gonna come in there. Oh gosh, we're not. <laughs> the Sony and you guys are better at this than me. Sony still has all of these Spider-Man villains, but can't use Spider-Man. No, they're putting out Spider-Man. Spider-Man is just their partnership with Marvel Studios and. Basically, if Marvel Studios wanted to use a Spider-Man villain, they'd have to do a big, you know, like, hey, this is in collaboration and conjunction with Sony mm-hmm. Pictures. But Spider-Man is to himself in that sense. They have a sharing deal. But based on the treatment of most of these villains, do they need to work them well, in? What I'm saying, what I'm thinking is, if I know you don't want to do your whole, a whole another Spider-Man universe. That would be a disaster. They don't need to. I mean, but, I mean you, you make too much money on conjunction with Marvel, but could you figure out, okay, Marvel, we want to pitch you Sinister Six movie. They don't need a Sinister Six movie. They need Spider-Man 4 being Spider-Man versus Sinister Six. There's no reason to do villain featured focus movies. That's been the biggest problem. Nobody cares about these characters. They treat them like trash when they put them in the spotlight. No one wants to see it. And the box office keeps showing Sony, no one cares. Well, I mean, but here's the thing. If you're Sony, you have a you have an IP. You're, you can't figure out exactly what to do with it. So you are keep shooting. All right, we can make these villains anti-heroes and then... We think it's still the 90s where we can pitch a good anti-hero movie and it'll work for us. Because somebody in somebody in that office is telling them anti-heroes is still the way to work. The box they, office and audience are telling them different, but somebody's telling them they can do it. They could have done a Spider-Woman, Julia Carpenter movie. Just focus on her. Like She could have worked as a solo spinoff character. We don't need Madam Web. Madam Web has never sold any. She's never putting butts in the comic book shops. Okay, no one went to the comic book shop. Whoa, there's a comic book store. Pull over. I got to get this latest issue of Madam Web. No one's ever said that. So why they thought she would be someone to focus on for a movie made no sense. And the Spider-Verse is something that exists. They could do all those characters like David Thanos says. The Spider-Verse, tons of great characters. Just focus on some of them. Do a Spider-Man UK. There you go. Live action character. That would be fun. People would like. 
to mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2099. Future Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man. I mean there's a lot of them, even from the Spider-Man, I mean, uh, what was it? Enter the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, where you're like, oh, I would like to see it. But I think in this era where you're, hey, we got to figure out if we can make a franchise. Can we make three movies off this? They don't know where their three movies is coming from, but they say, hey, I can pitch you these villains and it'll go to something really cool. We'll give you Carnage. We'll give you Venom. We'll give you uh, Craven the Hunter. We'll give you Madam Web. We'll give you Morbius. We can get this thing going. And keep seeing pitch. I mean, at some point, at some point, you are you got to figure out somebody's got to get fired for this, so they don't do anymore. But who knows how that's gonna work? Blaine says they could do several movies where the Sinister Six got get together, and the glue is Venom. Then it comes Venom, the Brain Eater. Then it culminates into a three part of Spider Man battling them all. Um, and Stickman says none of it matters if Sony doesn't know how to hire competent writers. Hmm. Madam Web would have been better done in Spider-Verse 3 or something. That character can't carry a whole movie. She can't. She's boring. Right. And um, in terms of what Blake said, I don't know how many villains can hold, can be the feature in a movie. Um, with Dark Knight, oh, cool. Batman's going to face Joker and Two-Face. It's not, oh, man, Joker's getting his own movie. Two-Face is getting his own movie. They're way better, more elaborate characters than anything that Sony has done with their Spider-Man films. But DC's not trying to leap out there and go, let's do uh, a Two-Face movie. I'm still against the Joker movie, but they can't do that because people don't, I mean, you got to have your bad guy get beat down and lose. So if you, if he's a star in your movie, he's he shouldn't lose. You shouldn't It shouldn't end with regular cop taking Venom to prison. Or, hey, Vulture, I've caught you, says Detective Witwicky. That that'd make any sense, Chief. Have you would you pay to see a villain movie? Um, depends on who the villain is. I mean, I paid for Black Adam, um, but uh, it all depends on who the villain is, man. Uh, not not no cheesy villain, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna go see Boomerang, you know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? <laughs> like. Uh, nobody, nobody from uh the, the video game they were bashing. Like so I wouldn't go see a Harley Quinn movie. I wouldn't go see uh the King Shark movie. I wouldn't go see you know uh, a Deadshot movie. I don't you know. Um, so it, it all depends on who the villain is. Um, if it's a powerful villain, uh, one that I see you know coming through record shop, yeah, I'll probably go see a villain movie. But if it's you know, you know, they, they, are these villains any good? I mean, just they can't even come. They didn't even come up with the, a good villain for the Marvels. Just a regular old person who came and was like, "Yo, um, I'm angry." So, uh, right, you know what I mean? Uh, like, so there's no good villains. You know what I mean? They're not doing good villains. Um, and when they do villains with potential, they ruin them. Uh, She-Hulk. And, and the demolition, uh, yo, that was the wrecking crew. Wrecking the wrecking crew. crew. That was yeah, I mean, I, I would have paid good money to see She-Hulk fight Axe, Smash, and Crush. They probably would have put up a better fight than that version of the wrecking crew. I mean, they 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 made them so bad, so they underpowered them, and then they just kind of made them some boobs. 
And they were just out there, like, you know what I mean? There was some, they were clowns. Like, you or I on a good day might have defeated those dudes. I don't even think it would have taken 30 seconds. I think you and me on a good day could have beaten them down in, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, they weren't confident. Definitely under 30. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was reading the comments. <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> it's never going to, Jalen. Okay. What about Vulture teams up with Scorpion? See, Blake, I, I really like I really like Michael Keaton's Vulture. I thought mm-hmm. he was excellent. He had a point in terms of being a villain, but they had no intention of trying to make him a good guy, which I think is key with all good villains. He can't be somebody, oh, we're going to try to redeem him in the end. No, don't do that. He's a bad guy. Stick there. And the Scorpion deal could have been cool. They didn't follow it up. But I feel like Michael Keaton running a team could be interesting, but to me, the center six needs to have Doc Ock as the lead. And I guess the closest we're going to get to that was No Way Home, which they did a really good job with. They run mm-hmm. Green Goblin, had him be a wild card. So I think that was our really good Sinister Five movie, but I don't know if they could ever follow it up and do better with it. And, and, and then even in, in some of the good the movies we watched, like. Uh, Spider Man was it the Amazing Spider Man? Remember how cheesy the Rhino was? That was at the end of the movie. That yeah, it still it still was a cheesy ass Rhino, bro. I remember looking because I love the actor Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. and I looked over and I was like, "Damn, why him? Like, why wouldn't you use?" I mean, he was just kind of like this, you know, you four foot eleven dude running in a Rhino. I'm like, man, the so. You know, and we just uh, we just get some some stinking movies. The, the villains are really stinky. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing we can do about it, but sit there and talk about it on podcasts and and, and moan because they're not coming out with any great villains. Um, I hope you guys get what you want with the Fantastic Four. I mean, okay, you with the Fantastic Four, Chief. But the thing is, I think Jeff hit, hit a good point. They always try and redeem the villains. Instead of, I mean, they, I think some of these people are wrestling fans and they go, oh, if we can hit a really good villain, then we can hit this arc where the villain becomes a good guy and then he'll be over way more than what we thought. Very similar to what happened with Loki. This is what we're going to do. Oh, we've hit the Loki phase. We can make this happen. We can make this guy bigger than he was ever as a bad guy. And there aren't many bad, I mean, there aren't many bad guys, and I, I don't want to see them try and do this with Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is a selfish prick, and I hope they don't. I hope that I hope they don't try and oh well, we're gonna make him the new thing, and then we're gonna have him redeemed at the end. I hope they do. I hope they do, and I hope you hate the movie because of it. <laughs> That's gonna be the whole Marvel phase. So guess what? Enjoy that. I'm not gonna enjoy it at all. You're gonna learn about it through reading on Lyle's movie files. And also, may I add, what was I going to say? Uh, damn, I just had it, too. Um, oh, the rose. That I forgot about the rose. Somebody mentioned the rose. Blake, and, Blake I was about to mention it. Yeah, because that's a great idea. And, and Blake, if they were to approach it like, hey, Kingpin, and we're going to do a, a villain gang war in characters mm-hmm. like Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Punisher – are playing the role of the bad guy where the focus is on the villain, but the heroes during the movie 
kind of in the same amount of screen time as we would normally see the villain in the superhero movie, I think that could really work because you know, throwing Hammerhead, uh, Jigsaw, all these dudes fighting for control in New York, and Hobgoblin, Green Goblin running in there too, that could really be fun. Mm. And the Rose, that would be great. But yeah, I wonder if they could handle the nuance to make that work. Yeah. It was so good I- to see that the, the, the movie between the Kingpin and the Rose actually fighting each other for territory. Yeah. And Hobgoblin yeah. in there just, just causing havoc between them, almost like a, a joker who doesn't care about territory. Just He just wants to see everything burn. Exactly. And, um, that would be a cool movie. That would be a good, cool movie right there. I mean, cause somebody, right? somebody, I saw somebody uh, say well, one of the things that would be cool for a Spider-Man movie would be Spider-Man and Daredevil versus Kingpin. But you, the way you actually frame it, it actually would be a better way, use of all the bad guys. Like, hey, this is we can do something different that has not been seen in in comic book movies where the bad guys are the focus and it is up to small bites of the heroes to beat them or actually bring order to the city. That'd be cool. And James Lynn has another one. Craven's last time was right there. And and that would have worked too. I feel like the big problem, and, and this is this is where Sony, I don't think, has has mastered how to handle the Spider-Man universe with Spider-Man and limited doses. Because you know, Marvel Studios had this worked out really well. Uh, yeah, we're going to put Tony Stark in the end credits of Incredible Hulk. And he's going to have a co-supporting role in Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man should be in these movies, whether fighting the, the villain focus at the end or showing up to try to stop them midway through or something. But with no involvement in Spider-Man, it's weird. Craven's Last Hunt would be a really good Craven-focused movie with Spider-Man in it and Spider-Man taken out. So, you know, maybe the last hunt takes part in the first half of the movie and kind of like a Dark Knight Rises, Craven's running around as the big muscled up, you know, a little bit more than Aaron Taylor Johnson. Craven, and then Spider-Man emerges from the coffin. We get that big shot of him escaping from the grave. They could do that. I mean, the movie posters alone would sell that movie. That's is nice. Spider-Man really dead? You guys are you guys have too many good ideas, and I'm getting disappointed. Eighties kids just do a movie with the Dark Avengers again. This is why they dropped the ball so mightily over at Marvel Studios. Endgame was a perfect point to do all this stuff. They could have done Secret Invasion wider, but Dark Avengers would have worked just as well. Norman Osborn, Wrecking Shop. Oh, yeah, I'm in charge now. And, you know, hey, Thanos almost destroyed the world. And Tony Stark and Avengers failed to do it. But I can take care of it. And my new team and my Avengers can get the job done. With put the, You want me to put the hammer down? I'll put the hammer down. It's right there. Snake Eyes says most of the time when they do a villain. Like, yeah, I mean, and they have a good villain, they kill him. Right. So, yeah. It, it's, it's, Problems abound. Seemingly confirmed that Daniel De- Destin, Daniel Cretton, is going to return to direct the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings sequel whenever the heck this movie gets around. He doesn't know when it's going to happen, but the director will be back whenever. And I don't even understand why it's so long. Okay. What would the storyline be? 
Eh, you know, um, that's a great question. Mm. He doesn't really even need a, a focus. He could just run around. He's the greatest martial artist in the Marvel universe. And do we need that? I mean, team him up with Iron Fist. Put Iron Fist into the MCU that way. And have them go battle around San Francisco fighting random ninjas. I don't feel like that needs to be that hard. Ninjas versus a hero should work all the time. You can always bring the hand back. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind that villain perspective with the Prowler of the Hood. Yeah, Jamelin. The Hood could be an excellent movie. Starts off as a sympathetic everyman that gets into crime, almost an anti-hero, and then we follow his descent into true villainy. And along the way, he's starting around with all these low-tier villains forming his own Avengers, if you will. And then for them to get beat down at the end by some really ultra powerful It sounds like uh, hero. Fallen. Huh? Fallen with uh, Michael Douglas. He starts out just a normal day to yeah. traffic. He just leaves his car and then he just gets it. Right, just Falling a, down, right? Razor blade. The whole movie. Yeah. Hey, yo, what's, what's up? What's going on, man? I won't say anything since I was not a judge. I'll just stay silent over here. Um, good news, Chief. The Boys season four is uh, coming to Prime very soon, but Amazon's not wasting your time, and we're going to get a season five. It's already lined up, so congratulations. I know you get nervous about these shows getting Gotta get nervous. Gotta get nervous. Good content. Isn't guaranteed, and that's from from everything. You know, as soon as you like, I'll I'll, I'll watch like I'll see something that I want to watch, and then I'll go and I'll be like, you know, season one. Then I'll check to see if there's any other seasons, mm-hmm. and then if there's no other seasons, I don't even begin it. <laughs> I'm like, it probably was good, but it's just gonna irritate me knowing that. So if I go into something and it's like uh, season one, 2021, and that's it. Like, yeah, or like if a show has two really good seasons and they have a third season, and all your boys are telling you you really should watch the third season because now it matters. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, Uh, it's sitting there waiting for you. That's that's just disrespectful, man. I don't think that was as subtle as you thought, Joe. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Hammering down. Facts. Case in point. Chief is not on every episode of Last Movie Fest. Exactly, Jamie. Uh, there's a reason behind that. Because I don't get the uh, I don't get the memo every time. So let, don't well, let him. Don't, don't, don't let him fool you. He's he's got that. He's got that innocent face. But you're looking at a beast over there. <laughs> and uh, right, he doesn't always send me the info. Yeah. So I might next day I'll be like, "What happened?" And he was like, "Oh," and that's it. That's a conversation, huh? You know, he just wanted to do right. something with him and his brother. Has right. always yeah. broke shot. So, wrong. Yeah. I've known him his whole life so far. Yeah. Or season one is free to make you pay for all the rest, right? See also heels. Hey, mm. Stars has the whole thing. Would you like to pay for season two? No, we're canceling. It. <laughs> it's it's like you no one actually watched it because you didn't actually let us watch it. All right, let's get into this Marvel stuff here. Okay. Uh, 2023 was <laughs> quite the year for Marvel Studios. They had they had a lot of bombs, things that just didn't work the way that they thought. And there was some real surprise because, wait, 
people aren't enjoying everything we throw out there now. And the Hollywood Reporter says that Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is recalibrating the creative direction behind the scenes. I think that's that's really interesting because, wow, isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? So the Fantastic Four is getting Eric Pearson to polish the reboot script. He has helped on movies like Thor Ragnarok and Black Widow. Now, Ragnarok, I think, is a nice one. Black Widow is like, eh, okay, cool, I guess. Joanna Callow, who is the showrunner The Bear, has also been brought on to polish up the Thunderbolt script. In previous drafts, the story centered on villains and anti-heroes going on a mission that was supposed to end with their deaths. That didn't sound like any other movie I've ever seen, and maybe something from DC. Uh, it would you I mean if you had that group against Red Hulk, they're dead. They have no chance. But well, I mean, this group is the Suicide Squad in every aspect, and nobody wants to see Marvel characters playing the Suicide Squad. Why would you rip off something from DC? They didn't set the world on fire on the box office. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, that whole idea, that thun, that makeshift Thunderbolt was never a good idea. <clears throat> now, I'm going to go back. You said the uh, person who was working on Black Widow is being brought in. We never heard anything bad about Black Widow other than it was made five years too late. <laughs> uh, I mean, but the actual story was actually good. So if somebody says, hey, they came in and polished it to make a good story, I'm actually saying that's a good thing. And that's in, again, I think the real um, creative direction is basically Kevin Feige being in the room while these things are actually made versus you got it, right? Good. I'm out. I'm going to go back to the beach. Actually sitting there making sure he actually has a good product that keeps his job and everybody else in Marvel employed is a good, is a far, I mean, is a good thing there. So some of the other stuff he's done for Marvel is he did the consultant. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, item 47 and agent Carter, those Marvel one shots that were on the DVDs back in the day. So he's been responsible for those. I don't think that's a bad thing because they, they were really good. I watched uh, item 47 and it's kind of funny because that one was the inspiration that encouraged Marvel or Disney to go give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the green light. Like, oh, there's potential in this. Let's run a show. Hmm. And then let's bring back Coulson. Okay. You mean Breaking Bad with a cloak? Just adopt Hood's original miniseries in 2002. Yeah, I mean, he, he, would have, he would make for a really cool featured character from that. All right, so let's see. Going on further... And, you know, we all know how the Jonathan Majors thing turned out. They're going to rewrite both Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars to either minimize Kang or excise him entirely. Avengers, the Kang Dynasty is going to remove his name. And these were put in place before the controversy with Jonathan Majors because Ant-Man Quantumania had a really bad critical and commercial performance. I think that's kind of dumb because they didn't base, they didn't set that movie up for King to be Thanos like or Ultron like. He gets beaten down by Ant Man, Wasp, and a onslaught of ants. 
I was going to say, uh, now, am I wrong that King Ant-Man and the Wasp actually came out after he was charged, right? No. No. This is before. Okay. Well, again, you get this world destroyer getting beat down by assorted regulars when he says early in the movie, hey, I, is that, are you Ant? Did I beat Thor? Didn't I beat Captain America and all these others? And I get punked out by a bunch of ants. That, that left everybody in bad taste. I know, I see going forward, you, hey, you could, you, the line they threw out at the end of Loki could serve, you don't need to do anything with Kang. It's okay. Kang is minimized, gone. We just heard a blip of him. The, the Kang that was going to be a problem is punked out in the quantum verse. We're good. We can move to something else. Huh. Kang is a joke. And so is 911 sometimes. Um, yeah, it, it was really bad. And Jamelin says, I'm just mad that I can't refer to him as Martin Luther King anymore. <laughs> Martin Luther the King. Quality, <laughs> quality. quality. <laughs> Once again, Parks, good job. That, that's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, Kang is too, I feel like he got the Secret Wars comic book treatment where he comes through and gets taken out really fast. Exactly. Get up, get kicked, get down. 911 is a joking joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so got that. And now um, Agatha Dark Hole Diaries only yeah. needed one day to do reshoots and it was it had locked up five days it only needed one and marvel studios is also looking to increase the power given the showrunners bringing executives vying for power back under Feige's control what kind of madness was going on before they were just shooting whatever i mean if you look at the quality of secret invasion can you tell me that people weren't in charge of this thing Anyone who actually read a joke of Secret Wars? I mean, Secret Invasion? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still... Is anybody excited about Agatha? I know Chief is. I mean, Can't wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, uh, that night, I'm going to go... The night I'm going to watch it, I'm going to buy a ticket to a movie. It might even be Madam Web. I'm going to walk in get a large popcorn, go fill it up with butter, and then walk out, get in my car, and drive home, and come watch Agatha. <laughs> you know what I mean? That movie She's popcorn. She's been excited all along. Hey, baby, you know it. As soon as they announced it, he asked, man, who asked for this? Me. I'm like, yeah, this is. I can't wait, man. They're just doing it real big out here. Real B.I.G. <laughs> That jingle at the end of episode seven was fire, so she deserves an entire series. Ryan, I really feel like, you know, oh, that went viral. Let's give her a series. Like, why? I mean, it's like Madam Web on the clamoring for, for a series or movie. No one cared about Agatha. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, just the fact it's like they, they let their TV guys get out of control and out of pocket and somebody snuck in Agatha line item before Kevin Feige or anybody looked at these budgets and said, hey, wait a minute, where's this Agatha series come from? Oh, they're like five episodes in. What the heck? I got to get off my beach. Jesus. 
Well, he was chilling so hard during COVID. I feel like Kevin Feige had one of those palace mansions Chief was talking about where, where the celebrities were going, make sure to stay inside. But he was so passionate. square feet of of house. You got a pool, tennis court, basketball court, bowling alley, and then you're on the joint. Hey, listen, we understand that you're going through tough times. I'm inside, like you're inside. Look, you can you can see he's look. You can see he's in the hot tub. I'm inside, like you're inside. Then all of a sudden, uh, one of the housekeepers feeds him grapes. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, chill. I said, chill the shit. Yeah, it's tough out here for everyone. It's tough out here. Remember, remember to wear your mask and remember to distance yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, are the horses saddled up? Okay. All right, everyone. Till next time. Come on to my private. <laughs> <laughs> Stay six years away from Ryan says, even as a big fan of WandaVision and Catherine Hahn, saying the idea of an Agatha Harkness series sounds horrible. It's going to be yeah. great, Ryan. It's going to be great. We're all going to have to, another month from now, we're going to be clapping when we talk about this thing. You know what I mean? Agatha. And you're going to stay up until 9 o'clock at night just to make sure you watch this show and then go to bed. And we know it's her all along now. So we it. Yeah. Who would y'all want as the new king? I'm down with Denzel's kid. David, um, there's some heavy rumors about Coleman Domingo mm-hmm. being the new favorite to play Kang. I would be down for that. Yeah, He's great in everything he does. And I would much rather them just recast than replace a character. I don't know why Kang has to get the Cara Dune treatment. No, it's very true, Ryan. It can't be Shakespeare and Love great. That's true, man. Another cheese favorites. It is. It is. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ironheart has been shot and has no release date because creators are being given more breathing room. Disney wants audiences to miss the MCU a little after being bombarded with a seemingly endless run of TV shows on a streaming platform. Do you feel like that's the case? Because I just feel like the the TV, the movies weren't great. And, you know, when when Marvel Studios was at its peak, they were releasing three movies a year. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was running 22 episode seasons. We had a couple of Netflix Marvel shows running in the course of a year, too. So it wasn't. Oh my gosh, there's too much Marvel content during this Infinity Saga. It was good. The problem was in Phase 4 and what we've seen so far in Phase 5, the hits have been outnumbered by the misses. I mean, I think it's kind of, it's similar to Star Wars. Even though there's good, good, good TV Star Wars, there are people clamoring for that next Star Wars movie. I mean, there's people who just don't have Disney Plus. They're not watching The Mandalorian. So they're ready for, hey, I haven't seen a Star Wars movie since, you know, um, Rogue One. I mean, I'd love to see a good Star Wars movie again. I think that's what Marvel's betting on, that absence makes the heart grow fun. Um, it doesn't. I, yeah, I think, I mean, that, that's, that's their whole thing. But Ironheart, why? I mean, that's a, another straight... Why do who asked for Ironheart? 
Because their TV shows are not feeding in. I mean, the only one that's fed into anything were the season, um, was it the series, um, Phase Forwards. This new phase, none of it's connected into. But the um, Captain uh, Ms. Marvel fed into the Marvels. Um, Sam and the Winter Soldier should eventually feed into a Captain America movie. Agatha, I mean, WandaVision fed into um, multi, I mean, Multiverse of Madness. This new stuff is not feeding into. So Ironheart, if you say Ironheart is going to feed into Champions movie. She's going to feed yeah. into Armor Wars. I mean, the thing that's connected to Secret Invasion, which nobody's going to admit ever they watch? No. Or it's not going to have any connectivity because it was stupid. Yeah. I mean, that, it's, it's, it's very much how Secret Invasion did not connect to the Marvels because there was no, hey, where's my wife, Sam Jackson? It was, it's, I, I'm actually a competent spy. I can actually run a superhero installation. Yeah. Clint Dean says, I'm interested yeah. in seeing where they're going. Okay. Hopefully they recast instead of doing away with the, with the character. And Ryan says, what about Makai Pfeiffer? Well, there's no Makai Pfeiffer. This is my life, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was there. Wait, uh, you <laughs> <laughs> it's future. Uh, except Multiverse of Madness slapped WandaVision in the face with how it treated her. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what's been so wild. Like, as great as Loki season one and two were, if they're going to trash and dump Kang, I don't know if I need to watch it because there's no point to it in the grand scope of this multiverse saga. It's like, oh, okay, I'll just go with Loki's dead because that had more importance. And I don't need to go through this journey of him becoming a hero, hanging out with Owen Wilson on his little hoverboard or his jet ski. I'm good because it doesn't mean anything. He's holding the storyline trees. Great. That didn't do anything for Loki. That That's all right. Well, cool. He had a great series, but thanks. It didn't matter. They need to recast it. <clears throat> and Jamelin goes, Marvel should just make a Champions movie with Echo, Agatha. I just realized my joke was only going to list female characters. Is this one of their problems? I think one of their problems is their folk, they... They had a real lack of interesting female characters um, early on. And then, and I shouldn't say interesting ones because I was talking to Jason, rewatching all the Marvel movies and all, all the Marvel shows. Right now, I'm on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one. Uh, I'm watching up to Thor, The Dark World, and I'm switching and going back to S.H.I.E.L.D. But every one of the main four heroes had a really strong, competent female supporting character, love interest, sidekick, whichever way you want to go with it. We had Pepper, we had Jane, we had Betty, of course, we had Peggy Carter. A lot of these do, I'm sorry, a lot of these shows that feature women, we haven't had that competent dude. They're the jokes. They're the, <laughs> you, you can't handle my cool female or I'm awesome. And I think that's been a problem because there's no, hey, here's a dude sidekick that can come on here and help out. Like, even in Shang-Chi, 
they were focusing so much on his sister and Aquafina's character. It's like, dude, ease up. It's about man here, mastering kung fu, doing his thing. And I don't know who cares about these characters. Chief, is there a woman that needs to get focused in the in the MCU? Oh my god, you was trying to get me kicked off. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Talking about a setup question. Jeez, you know what I mean? Yes. You know, that, was, that was not a setup question. Because I always say, men with the prize. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it is true. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing, man. I, um, they blew it with Captain Marvel. I think they could have set that up. That was a good, uh, that would have been a good female story. The Black Widow, you said, came about five years too late. Um, I don't know what they did with old girl, um, the Scarlet Witch. They, I mean, that just went, just went crazy with that story. Uh, she's super evil now. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, there's, there's, nobody wants to watch them. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, you know, because and and the, and the people who make them, um, still haven't gotten through their heads that men are the ones pushing Marvel. It just is what it is. There's no, you know, when you go see these stories with your with your lady or whatever, nine times out of ten, she's going to this movie theater with you. There's no groups of women going to see these movies together. You know, I've yet to go to see a superhero movie and I see a lot of dudes with their women, but I've yet to see a group of girls going in like a group of guys going in. Hey, girls, the movie's about to start. Can't wait to see this one because it's not happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not happening. Um, you know, um, and I always say, man, the women. Hey, hey, now, now when you when you went to the theater to see Wonder Woman, was that the case, too? Because I felt like it wasn't. Like, it was pretty dude, you know, maybe it was 50-50. But it certainly wasn't, to your point, like, you know, like five or six deep women chilling in the seats, doing their thing. Like, all right, let's do the thing. I don't feel like there was a lot of women in there either. Um, they, I, You know, Wonder Woman didn't show me that, you know, it was, I mean, it was a great movie, the original one. Um, they just didn't, I mean, if... None of these, they're not driven by this. Um, think about, uh, somebody mentioned the Black Panther, right? Men were dressing up in costumes going into that joint. They had their, I mean, there's a good picture of Gunner dressed up like the uh, the King of Zamunda. You remember he had the lion joint going and he had the, they, they're not doing, like they didn't go, like there wasn't that dry for them. So, um, but, okay, but they were for Barbie. Huh? Barbie. Went for Barbie. And that's not and so what is what Barbie is, a Marvel character? I'm saying, but, but <laughs> what's what's the lacking thing for Marvel characters? It's it's superheroes. <clears throat> I mean a girl will go and watch something of, of a uh a soap opera thing between guys and girls. Like I mean city. the woman will sit there and watch Housewives of Potomac or uh, the Housewives something all some garbage all day. They'll go in there and and, and Barbie. I mean, it's 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 a um, uh, 
a romance thing, Ken, and the, the whole thing, and the dolls. I think he's talking 84. I think he's talking 84. Okay. I'm, I'm so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is there's, there's a thing behind Barbie. There's a mystique behind Barbie. Uh, when you were, when we were young, we had Marvel, yeah, Marvel figures and things like that. When they were young, they had Barbie dolls. Um, that is a thing. They had the Barbie car, the Corvette, the the pink. It's it's a female show directed by females. Females don't necessarily go to action shows in okay. droves. Okay, but whether it's Marvel or any other thing. If if I I I am a studio exec, I can go. I've gone to Comic Con, and it is not just the actresses who are cosplaying. There's a large. There is a Market of females who do go see these movies. Yeah, but those are the, the, the if you were to take the the amount of women who go see the movies, who go to these to these cosplay days, and a lot of times they're not even cosplaying Marvel comics. They're like they they they've gone into um, the Japanese uh, anime uh, things and and things of that nature. Um, uh, and, and you know, so so yeah, they do do that, but at the same time, the amount of women to the amount of men is still not it's still not more. It's still not more. So you have women who go and see them. I'm not saying women don't go and see them, but for just take the men out of the equation, right? And say, men, we said we're not going to do these things anymore. We're not going to see any of these movies, right? Okay. How much in his spoken? How much of that money do you think would be taken away if men didn't put into it? I mean, you're right. I mean, because the the numbers would say the in, in the always see these um when a, a movie comes out, they'll show the breakdown of the audience. Like, hey, if this movie is mostly uh men over 25, or this has an older skewing audience. That is over sixty-five. You could tell. I mean, and they. I mean, and studio heads have these breakdowns very well. They have it far far better than what anybody else says. If you take out the superhero male going audience, those box office look slim. But you can also, I would always point at Wonder Woman and look at the box office of Wonder Woman. This box office might be skewed more towards men. But there is a heavy amount of females that went and saw this movie. And the audience score says that most everybody likes this movie. So what there is a formula we are missing on how, other than Wonder Woman being cultural icon, what are we missing that could get the Captain Marvel, which test which did very well for Marvel? What can we do to get our new characters up to this level and actually make a phenomenon? I mean a cultural phenomenon that breaks through that superhero male dominated 70%, which I, even that 70% is not really what it is, but what could we do to make that audience want to go see these movies? Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, hold on. Let me, I, I found some information to talk about what you just said here. So the average superhero movie draws according to variety. This is back in 2017 for context this is right after wonder woman was killing it at the box office okay. the and you know it's pretty well we still had infinity war and endgame to go so it was still on the rise but the average superhero movie drew draws a 62 percent male audience 
in Star Wars The Force Awakens, which had a strong female lead with Daisy Ridley, never got closer than 56-44 males, said Owen Lieberman, I'm sorry, Matthew Lieberman, uh, Movio's senior VP. That's really saying something. So with Wonder Woman, it really flipped the, the whole deal of where it goes. Uh, let's see. So Wonder Woman, uh, let's see. 20, let's see. So 22% of Wonder Woman viewers are infrequent moviegoers who see one to four films a year. And let's see. Women over 50 increased from 12 to 22% for Wonder Woman. So older women and women who don't normally go see these movies went to see Wonder Woman. For whatever reason, that has not continued on with other films, but it definitely was the case with Wonder Woman. There are some really good comments in here. Let me get to those now. Ryan says, Multiverse of Madness took a woman with godlike powers and made her crazy because she couldn't handle her emotions. I'm sorry, you're a John Byrne comic or something? Jay's, I know when you saw that, you, you had some thoughts on it. It looked like you had some thoughts. Well, yeah, yeah, because not, not rem I don't know who wrote the comic where Wanda, who has, who's, you know, once they, she's, she's the one who basically says no more mutants because yep. she is having what, I don't know what the actual cause was, but she actually has so much power. She, her emotion. breakdown. Yes, I think, yeah, she's having a breakdown. So she actually says no more mutants. I'm tired of y'all. Y'all cause too much problems. No more mutants. And that's showing her power as awesome as it is. I didn't know who created that, but. I didn't think that was a bad thing. I think it was like, hey, I'm happy because the first part of the this saga was saying, hey, we're dealing with all the fallout and all the grief. I think that is a actually healthy thing for MCU to do. It's like, hey, we saw all these all these superheroes get away unscathed, but then you see Cap, you saw Iron Man go. You should feel that. That should hurt. That you see your part. I mean, I mean, uh, your your robot boyfriend died because you had to rip his head out and everybody else gets there, come back. I would feel some kind of way. I've lost everything because of these. I should feel some kind of way. And I've now had a way to get it my, my mind back. I'm going to be a little mad if I can. I mean, I think what Ryan's saying is typically that's a hero's journey and yeah, she can have all this wild stuff happening and break down. But I think when they originally sold us on Multiverse Madness, it was Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch doing such and such. And America Chavez is going to be here too. And I think that switch, the bait and switch nature of it, Doctor Strange helping Wanda through the most traumatic moment of her life is a really heroic story. Making her the villain is kind of like, why does she need to be the villain? And I think some of it was because they're trying to push America Chavez to It's like, hey, look, here's another hero for you guys to care about. I didn't care about her. Care about Wanda. You guys decided to make a villain. So... I definitely hear what Ryan's saying. I get what you're saying, but I think if they had just come up with another of Doctor Strange's numerous villains, like Nightmare, that could have worked, and he could have been messing around with Wanda, and Doctor Strange has to further help her. But to go the full heel turn, spitting little kids' faces in the crowd, jumping people's popcorns, ripping up signs, that was a bit too far for Wanda. Okay. Mark A, as bad as Marvel seems to be right now, it's really not that bad after all. And still a better love story than Twilight. Is it though? 
I mean, can you get a better fight than breaking down part two, Chief? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was all the Rambo. I say that even though I haven't watched the Marvels yet. Well, I mean, you're really going to want more Monica after watching the Marvel. She was great. Yeah. I feel like Captain Marvel was the least interesting of the three. Yeah. Jamelin says, I love a good, strong female character, just not when it's forced. Yeah. I mean, you could watch the entire first phase of Marvel Studios. All the women are really well written, and they're not pushing Captain America out the way. And hold on, Thor. I've got this. You're just. Holding up their end, whatever it is they need to do. Pepper is, I'll run, start, no problem. Sure, I will beat up these dudes. Happy you take care of that one guy because I'm going to fight my style. That makes sense. And I'm not, I don't need to be the best superhero ever. I'll just do my style of fighting. So, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, Jeff, because you, you, we, we talked about Avengers. Scarlet, I mean, um, Black Widow in Avengers isn't written, is not written like a chunk. She's written as a good character. She's written as I'm part of this team. I have essential function. I'm I'm I have my own way. I am not get out of my way. It's you know, I mean, she's not even she's not even Princess Leia. Like Princess Leia, hey, I actually got a plan. Get out of my way. She's actually confident. Scar- I mean, um, Black Widow is. I know you guys got all this power, but I can do something. I'm very good at it. And Black Widow gets shook. Yeah, and, and you know, her with other ones like yeah. Wanda, maybe. But after her first encounter with the Hulk, Black Widow was like, what the heck just happened? That dude was crazy. He turned big and started chasing me. And then Nick's like, hey, listen, Coulson's down. She's like, oh, I got him. I'm on it. No problem. Like, she rallies. And I don't feel like we get many instances where the women who happen to be heroes have to rally. I think maybe Shuri did in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. But we don't really get that crisis of conscience of, I need to step up here and do this thing. They're normally just, I got this the whole time. I, mean, I think that's what hurts a lot of them. Because um, from uh, Captain Marvel, her big thing she has to get over is breaking free of the boundaries and rules that other people have for her. It's not <laughs> actually, she has she has to really overcome this thing, that this, you know, pushing this boulder up the hill I can't do it. It's just breaking free. It's then let's just say there's plenty of bad songs that are coming to my head, and I'm just not gonna be that person right now. But there you could have had some actual struggle. This just like in the Marvels, there was no bad guy that Captain Marvel could have. It was why do I need I need you guys are holding me back. I really don't need you to help me beat this bad guy. This bad guy's a punk. I would get rid of this bad guy in two seconds if it wasn't for this slight crutch, but it helps the rest of the story, but it's nothing that she can't overcome without, with just figuring out oh, two seconds. Okay. Blake posted, did anyone on the panel see the video compilation exposing the Marvel writers last week? If you want to know why the MCU has changed for the worst, it's a one minute montage. I did. Have you guys seen it? No. It's really bad because the writers are saying yeah, I didn't know anything, and Marvel's like, oh, you don't need to know anything about these characters. So I did whatever the heck I wanted to do. And it's really bad because it's like, wait, you don't want me to research these characters? No, just come on in and do your thing. We want that in the confines of this universe. Just just write yourself as these characters. Um, so they actually have a video, because we, I think, yeah, we talked talk about that, but 
actually having a video saying it. Hey, Blake, yeah. if you could send that to me, um, let me know so I can share with the guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll watch it. But for if you if you don't going in even with Ant Man, years of knowing these characters, and then knowing King, you don't write Ant Man and you don't write Ant Man uh, the Quantum Mania that way. If you don't know She Hulk, you do not write She Hulk in that fashion. I, I mean, you just the 180 on She Hulk's character is just a disaster. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you you wasted a, a really a really good character that you could be using in your next Avengers movie for somebody who will never probably never be back because you wasted the budget for stupid stuff. Chief, David asked this question. If they would have had all those females in the in-game scene in a spinoff movie, would it have done any good in the theaters? Not not all of them. Um, like I said, I, I thought I thought a kind of Marvel movie would have been good. Um, I don't think anybody would have went to see Pepper Potts. Uh, nobody would have went to see uh, the girl who was a Valkyrie. Um, I could have been interested in her movie. I think she did enough in Thor. Right <laughs> I mean, honestly, I thought she was. I mean, I thought you were gonna get what you were gonna get out of that character in in the Thor Ragnarok. Um, who else was there? It was Pepper Potts. There was Mr. Sure. Mar- who? Shuri. Science Shuri. Oh Science yeah, Shuri. so that's why that's why I was like, who? Uh, we've already seen, yeah, we've already seen the numbers from the uh, the new Black Panther. Um, got nowhere near the old one. Um, and basically, she had her own movie. That was her movie. That was her movie. Uh, 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 with uh, Neymar. Um, and there was, and then uh, you know, the Scarlet Witch. She basically did a movie in um, Doctor Strange. Um, so a couple of them would have went nowhere. Um, like I said, nobody's going to see. Nobody's lined up for Pepper Potts. Nobody. I don't think nobody would been lined up for the Valkyrie. You gave a uh, gave uh, the Marvel Miss Marvel a godlike uh, villain. Probably would have been a good movie in in that period though. Like I think Marvel was so intent on pushing these nobodies out at me. They they left that you know they left their A listers. Just sitting on the bench, uh, you know. Let's let's push this garbage movie, and we'll leave these people right here sitting on the bench. And you left a bunch of A-listers on the bench too long, um, and then you swung around to them, and you didn't make them. You didn't make the movies good. <laughs> they were good movies. Let's just admit that they. You finally got around to them, and you just was like, uh, you know, uh, call Danny up from the basement. Let him write the story. <laughs> and he been down in the basement. There's no lights in the basement. There's no windows. He's been sitting down there five years. You know what I mean? Writing about frogs and lily pads. And then you give him a, a Marvel movie and tell him to go write it. And then this is what you get. And now you're mad. Uh, well, we're going to do better. And we're going to uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Danny. You're right. You've made billions. You, 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 you could have hired the best writers under in the planet to keep this thing going. That's all you had to do is keep this thing like DC had faltered. They weren't even down on the knees. They were laying prone. You didn't even have to worry about them. You could have just put your foot on their back as you walked over them. They and now you've turned yourself in almost into what DC is. And that's 
That's that's you know that's garbage. DC is garbage. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, clap if you love Blue Beetle. I don't know. Um, yeah. So it is what it is, man. So I don't I don't think so, uh, uh, Thanos. I don't think uh, you know, but a couple. And I'm, I'm frankly, I'm I'm kind of mad that we had the, we sent the attention we have sent to him. Uh, and and, and, and uh, I'm just saying, man. You know, I probably won't be all next week. But I'm just saying, man. Um, Cause and, and then you know, uh, She-Hulk. The ratings are good. So. Think about the potential She-Hulk had when we. I mean, we were all excited about She-Hulk, and what happened? She-Hulk came on, bashed men constantly. All you heard were how bad men were, and I'm like, this is your audience. This is your audience. Like, what are you doing? Why would you say these things about us as we come to, you know what I mean? That's almost like going to to a uh, a gentleman's club and then the, the, the people performing at the gentleman's club are telling you how bad a person you are. You're like, hold on, what are you talking? This is, now you want to you tip? You want to sit at the, I'm supposed to, you know what I mean? Now you sitting at the table. Are you roasting me? What, what's, what's going I'm on here? Buy champagne for the for the for the for the table now. You know what I mean? I'm going to order a table dance, and you just told me I'm horrible. You know what I mean? I mean, damn. They're like, you know, I, I think you're ugly. Could you could you order a table dance? Oh yeah. Were you paying for your own Netflix? Yeah, yeah, I'm paying for my own Netflix. I already know I'm ugly. I'm here to feel better about myself. You know what I mean? You're supposed to come down and say, hey. And that didn't it, it didn't have that. Um, I mean, now here's the thing. I think, and this is just again, this is one of them conjectures. I think they thought whoever was writing this thought they were gonna get some viral moments out of out of this show, and it was gonna it was gonna be this cultural phenomenon that everybody wants to see She Hulk and how She Hulk stands up for you know how you know MCU has just you know not had any really strong leads. You no, know, I've never actually watched a Marvel movie, but I'm sure that's the case. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I think that's what they're they were betting on. By insulting their audience, it was oh, okay. We don't. We see the audience say it's sixty-two percent, but we're going to make such viral moments per episode that it's going to be clipped so many times that we're going to grow this audience from sixty-two to ninety-five. No problem. And you know that sixty-two went up after Infinity War, Black Panther, and Endgame, and then No Way Home. That clearly was on the rise. So it's it's probably more. And Jamelin, and to answer your question, David. I think, ironically, if, if Black Widow assembled a team of women, it would have worked. But because they killed her off, they didn't have a, an old school original Avenger who could rally all these other characters. I think she could have led them, and that would have been interesting. But without her, no. Jamelin says, I saw one of the Twilights with my girl at the time. It was pretty full, and I think I was one of, like, three dudes in that piece. How did they capture that? <clears throat> Okay, first off, all three, we've all seen every one of Twilights. So. All the Twilights. Yeah. Including Breaking Down Part 2. That's, that's the uh, the dudes, though. They had eye candy. They was in love with, they turned it into a, a Robert Pattinson versus, what was the other dude that was hot at the time? Oh, the Wolf Boy. Jacob Water. Taylor Lautner. Taylor, Taylor Lautner, yeah. right. So they, they turned it into him. The dude was always with his shirt off. It looked like they carved his ass from a tree out back. Um, and they turned it was and it was a love story at at at, the, at, the, at its core. And women love 
love stories. It was, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the books. I mean, let me ask you this: How many of y'all picked up? How many men of y'all? How many men picked up the Twilight book? A red Twilight book. Uh, I read the books. So, so, but the women were reading those books. It was like a romance novel. Jacob and uh, whatever the other dude is. We, oh my God! So then, when the movie came out, they all ran to the movie. I mean, but like I said, we never. Because if I had read the book, <laughs> if I had read the book, because you already know, you I would have never went and saw that damn movie, the last movie. If I had read the book, so uh, you know, uh, that's why you went, bro. That's why you went. That's why you wanted three dudes because your woman got you up there and out there, and you went to see a love story. It just happened to be werewolves and vampires. That's all. We're still a love story. Ice and necks and heads, Chief. Don't forget that part. And then James and Ryan, that was actually good use of money for uh, She Hulk. But <clears throat> that was about the only good use of that movie. But Twilight, I mean, he's right. <clears throat> I mean, it was, it was you, you, you build on a young adult movie, which mm -hmm. those have been very successful for building franchises. You go go back to Harry Potter. I mean, and I'm just saying Harry Potter, like it's a start of the thing, but you go from Harry Potter, you go to Twi you go to um oh gosh, Hunting Bird, I mean uh, Mocking Jay. You 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 have and, and the divergence were actually part of the you you expect these young adult movies, um Mortal Beast, what was it Mortal Bones stuff? Yeah. You you see those as potential young adult romances that can become franchise, and that's hard to get until that becomes the next phenomena. If it comes phenomena, you license it as soon as possible and hope somebody gets his, goes and see it. <clears throat> Something like it. James says the question is, what Marvel female character is going to bring the people to the theater in a solo film? I think I've seen it a couple times. Storm is probably the biggest. They squandered She-Hulk. She's a good enough character. She could have carried a movie. But, I mean, because she could have been a comedy character who's fun-loving and loves being this super-powered hero. She's not all mopey like Bruce. She's, like, loving it. And I think their approach was bad. If they had just made her a movie character, I think it really would have worked. It could have been what I mean, she could have been one of those main pillars of phase four and five if they had treated her like a big deal, given her maybe not CGI, just a, a real muscular woman who could get some green spray paint and rock it without having to blow the budget on She Hulk's poor CGI all the time. Um, she's one Captain Marvel. Uh, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, but I think they just fell over themselves with her. Um, I think uh, Miss Marvel-led Young Avengers could work, but eh, I don't know. I mean, looking at the list of top-tier Marvel female heroes, they don't have they don't have a Wonder Woman. Their bigger people are just not women. I mean, Storm is part of a team. Uh, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Ms. Marvel, uh, Jessica Jones, Kate Bishop, Crystal, Mar Monica Rambo, and Shuri, and Gamora. Those are big characters, but they, none of them have, I mean, none of them got the cachet of one of them. They tried very hard to make um, 
Captain Marvel, there that was the one. That was the one they were gonna that she's gonna be in every team book. She is going to be the leader of our correction, but it did not take off as well as what happened. All right. <laughs> I'm not into that. <laughs> but those men own cats. I own dogs because I don't like to fight for my love. I feel like something that I'm feeding and giving shelter to should love me. I don't want to have to hey kitty, I'm home. And the cat's like, nah, not today. What's in my bowl? <laughs> I don't like that. So I won't pay somebody to treat me bad. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to get a cat so this thing can disrespect me when I come home. Oh, you don't feel like messing with me? That's okay. Well, I'm going to make your favorite food and give you some water. And when you're ready to play, I'll be here. You know, nah. I, I want my dog. My dog is happy. As soon as I walk in the door, my dog's like, oh, my God, you are home. It is crazy. It's on. <laughs> then I walk outside. I'll go get the mail. I'll come back in. My dog is like, you're back. I will be waiting for those two minutes. It is crazy. It's on. And I say, yo, I appreciate that. Let me get you a snack. You've made me feel good. You know what I mean? I remember one time I was dating this chick, man. And I was like, oh, I might, I might have been at her house, for, you know, hanging out with her for like two weeks. I went to her house. I was like, you put, what, you got a little dog in here or something? She was like, I got a cat. The cat just been hiding. Every time I came for like two weeks, the cat was just hiding. I was like, where's the cat at? I was, she was like, oh, you'd be under the bed. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, yeah. I hear y'all up there. You know what I mean? So this is crazy to me. What was going on up there? I was like, hey, this cat, but I didn't know this cat. Like, yo, I'm not going to. So that's that's no go for me. So you're not going to have my money and insult me. I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. Um, But, you know, cat people are cat people. I don't dislike cats. You know what I mean? I just can't own one. I'm just not going to be disrespected when I walk in the house. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. Or you turn on your Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> right. The play goes, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with female and diverse, but they're writing them poorly at best. Some of the greatest action stars in the past have been women. Pam Greer is one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have to say this all the time, but Ripley, awesome character. One of the best action heroes ever. Sarah Connor, but, but, great. But this, that's what I'm saying. But even with Pam Greer, you like Pam Greer, right? She was beautiful. She was cool. So and so. But still, those even on those '70s exploitation movies, right? Where Pam Greer was was really hot, that was guys going to see that. You might have took your <laughs> girlfriend going, but that was still guys going to see that. And and also, um, it was a good story. Those stories were decent, right? Because you look back on the stories and you like, you know, the stories were decent. If the Marvel girls had a good story. We wouldn't be up here complaining. We just want a good. We want a good story with the movie. We're tired of just just seeing these these bad. Uh, you know, go ahead, Blake. <laughs> exactly. You don't read the book. You don't read the book. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. I just saw something, man, and um, Ryan tripping. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Come on, man. 
Come on, man. Put the put the put the cognac down because you you sipping some yak right now. You in that house? You got a, you got you not you not you don't have a glass. You got a bottle or jug of Cavassier. And you know what I mean? Absolutely not. He's awesome. Yeah, the, mean, the, the, the Sigourney Weaver. That's, that's another thing. Alien, Alien, Alien. Sigourney Weaver. Great movie. Yeah, I think we with Sigourney. We love those movies. There ain't nothing wrong with those movies. Good story, the whole thing. That's all we're asking for. You're, you're making these. You're not making these movies for women. No, you're not making these women for women. If you look, I mean, again, just going back, you see who goes to see certain movies. You know the audience breakdown. You can try and mess with it maybe 5 to 10%, but you're not getting the swing of 20 to 40% on any kind of switch. Just, I mean, half the times I, I joke with, if the writers who are coming up for these superhero movies, just write them exactly as if your lead is a man. And at the end of it, switch it to a female. And then you will literally get the same movie, and it'll be... You don't have to, you're not pandering to anybody. You're making a better move. But by trying to say, oh, we're going to make this person this way, you screw up the whole thing. Because Ripley could have been a guy, but she wasn't. Ripley was a kicktail woman, and they, they wrote a good play. I mean, a good role for her. If, they, if the writers just don't try and, oh, I got to try and make this person this and that, instead of just making, hey, I want to make a good hero, they, they would succeed far more than they're failing right now. Now, I noticed you said kicktail because she was kicking the tail of the aliens? I, You know, I, I try and keep Jeff's rating <laughs> than my usual. There's a usual, I mean, again, Jeff's rating for, you know, to make sure his videos, I, I, I can't say what I would typically say. It's all good, man. Yeah. Um, Like I said, man, they, uh, you know, I, the market is driven by men. Um, sports, action movies. I mean, you know, one day we'll go into the the WNBA and say why the seats are never filled. You know what I mean? It's not going to be filled. You know, I mean, women could naturally fill those seats. The WNBA is for y'all. That's how it. So women have a sport to go and enjoy and get your favorite players and go. But you know why you're at the NBA? It's a better product. <laughs> it is what it is. I said it. It is a better product. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and listen, and by no means do I think I can get out on the court and beat any of those women. Not at all. I mean, I'm they're, not they're, a basketball player. I'm not that. And 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 honestly, I would love if women went and supported the WNBA if they filled those seats. I have no problem with women going to fill those seats. I'm just saying they don't. That's all. They don't do these things. And that's that's the market research. You thought you would go in and women would come down and be like, oh, oh there's something for us. And then flock to it and they don't. Um, you make a movie with female characters, strong female characters, and you say, oh, women are going to flock to it. And they don't. They don't. That's not them. They're not coming. They're not, they're not coming for that. You know what I mean? You know, now, if you say free dinner with the movie, they're coming. Women love a free meal. <laughs> wow. 
They do. Folks, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know where, where we go. Time and disclaimer, bro. God. I'm just saying, man. Disclaimer. You know, these are not on the date. Not date reason for a purse, is all I'm saying. I don't, and I don't mean it out of any other context than that. I'm just saying. Women will go out and they'll be like, yo, okay. But they're not going to see these action movies. They're not going to do these things. Um, They're not, you know. Oh. So, um, yeah, Caitlin Clark is great. She, uh, yeah, you're right. She's out there. She's she still got beat by uh, Steve, the Curry in the shoot off. Ron, that's in a different way. So, Caitlin Clark's in college. The other one, the lady. Where's she gonna go? She's gonna go to the uh, the WNBA and get better than him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are you saying, what are you I saying mean, bro? I mean, to. to, to Sadly, get piggyback off that is the league. I mean, maximum of a WNBA star is let's say $250,000. There is nobody on an NBA team that makes less than, I mean, less than that. And the numbers are telling you, hey, one is filling up an audience. We have to make this more of a cultural phenomenon. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, they do, they have to do something. Like I said, I'm not I'm not above women uh, getting anything they they deserve, they want, blah blah blah. The whole nine, go out there and, and get. But I'm just saying they don't support these things. Is is my point? They're not mm-hmm. action movie, uh, you know. Um, to to that point, now women might go see Fast and Furious. Yeah, right. Hey, I don't know if you ever watched Arrow, but. I don't know. And the is last season of Arrow. Here? Yes, the last season of Arrow was one of those most ridiculous, unbelievable. This <laughs> is one. This is exactly what happened. A let's say a hundred pound woman was going out there and not playing, not fighting as Black Widow hit and run. Not it was going toe to toe with grown men. It's stop doing it. Don't just don't do that. Just it's it's not believable. It doesn't help anybody get into oh I totally believe that, and it doesn't inspire the women like oh I totally want to be that. It's, no, that's not what I want to do. It's Batman. It's like don't just b- believability gets you so much better. I'm sitting beside my lady, and she's like, eh, no, no way that girl can do that. Right. So so I mean, it's not even me. It wasn't even me because I mean, what is what's oh girl a size zero? Who? Which one? Uh, the last Batman, um, Zoe. Kravitz. Oh yeah, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I mean, she, she about ninety five pounds. If that. Come on, bro. So I'm just saying, man. Listen, I love women. I just think that you gotta. They, you have to. If you want to attract women, you make a rom com. You make uh, 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 some kind of a dramedy, a drama, something along that lines. Superhero movies, action movies, that's where we come in. This is this is our our thing. Okay, but if I, I'm a studio, I'm gonna say this, I'm a studio exec. I want to get the next generation of audience. If I see where the numbers are trending in terms of population, I know okay, I like this medium. I like making my action movies, I like making these superhero movies. Yes, they're big budget, but they draw in a whole lot of audience. I need to make it's so the female audience wants to come and see us. And if it stops becoming, these are 50, I mean, 
80% guys because the population isn't going to be 80% guys. And that, my, that money is going to start shrinking. So I have to figure out how do I hook my early young female into liking action movies, liking comic book movies. That's what their goal has to be. And this that's the conversation that do happen in these boardrooms. We see where population trends are going and we have to hook them because otherwise we got to hope our next period piece drama is going to make 200 million and that's just not going to happen. So we got to figure out how to make our female audience want to come in appointment TV or appointment film viewing to go see the next Fast and Furious 20. That's what we have to do. Wait a second. I don't, where the hell are guys going? We died out? Again, looking at the population numbers, it's just not, it's aging aging population and there aren't as many guys. I mean, how many guys are gone? <laughs> I feel like... He's taking them out. He said no more men. <laughs> I, I, I think it's probably rich powers now, I guess. I don't know. Wait. Blake has something I think is, is definitely worth mentioning here. All I had to do to make the last Star Wars movie better, Star Wars movies better, was make Rey suffer a little, make her fail some. Hero's Journey. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's been a problem. And, and I always reference Hunger Games because I feel like that franchise got it right. Mm-hmm. Katniss was not just, oh, I'm awesome. Everybody's propping up. Cadmus, you're so amazing. You can do everything. She was having PTSD. She's waking up in Gold Sweats in the middle of the night. She was emotionally struggling and she was physically struggling. She wasn't beating down these big, massive dudes. People had to help her. She needed help. And it wasn't, whatever, I'm good. And she really had a, a legit struggle. So the whole saga, you could be invested in her journey. And for whatever reason, these execs, these writers were like, let's remove all the conflict. Luke Skywalker lost his uncle and aunt in the first one. He got, he needed Han Solo to save the day, to save him so he could blow up the Death Star. He loses his hand fighting Darth Vader the first time. He still can't quite get it right. In the very end, the climactic moment of the trilogy, he's like, father, help. He's a hero. Not because he's amazing at everything. It's because he's overcoming these challenges, these struggles. Ray never, ever, ever has any problems. And you know, all the Jedi are like, Ray, you can do it. You're right. I'm Ray. I'm Ray Palpatine. I can get this done. Okay. Jane says, Jace, maybe don't force it. Find what comics women read. It's not the superhero action stuff. It's slice of life, indie stuff, fantasy, occult, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David says, I think Deadpool and Wolverine could be a 55, 45 male female audience, and it's because of Ryan Reynolds. He's a very likable actor. I'd be interested to see with that, that uh, breakdown. Yeah, I, I, I think like women was- like Hugh Jackman, too, but I think the overwhelming violence in Deadpool will still skew it more towards men. And since I was curious, Zoe Kravitz weighs 112 pounds for you, Chief. So tell the wife. Yeah. All right, let me let me see what the Deadpool demographic looks. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I mean the opening week is gonna be skewed because of the trailers. I'm wondering what Deadpool 2's audience really was. Because first one is 
it's so ridiculous, R-rated. Second one, oh, it's Ryan Reynolds. Let's see. Um, well, let's see. Older audiences carry Deadpool tool at the box office. Uh, uh, more 14 to 30 year olds watching it. I don't know how old that is. Hmm. But gosh, 14 yeah. year olds, it's rated R. Jeez. Yeah, I don't think that would work now. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so that's that. All right, well, let's see. Does anybody else say anything that we should tell them? One twelve with a bat. And Deadpool does have crash humor. That could be awful. Yeah, I mean, at some points it's a little bit like, come on, y'all, I don't need to go that hard with it. Yeah. I want a great hard sci-fi movie beside Doom. Make a movie based off the cons- Cosmic Legion toy line, or maybe make a reboot for Flash Gordon. Yeah, mm-hmm. have Adam Lambert sing, do the soundtrack with Queen while we're at it. All right, let's ride this bad boy down. Because clearly we can talk a whole lot more about this. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace, kick us off. <laughs> okay. All right. Since I know once this is over, I'm actually going to go back to watching uh, what is it, Netflix show. Uh, uh, what is it? Love is Blind. Oh. Okay. So hey, I'm just going to say anyone. <clears throat> Sorry. If you happen to get on a show called Love is Blind and you're talking to somebody and you're vibing somebody, they're really cool and you really hear them, you, you feel them. But when they say, hey, you know, some people say I happen to look like a celebrity. You say, who? And then she says, well, some people have told me I look like Megan Good. I'm sorry, Megan Fox. Okay. Um, show's called Love is Blind, folks. Because Megan is good. <laughs> if, but if you hear if you're on a show called Love is Blind and you think the person on the other side really looks like um Megan Fox, hey, answer's no. It's not. And they're probably gonna ask you for your credit card number to because you know they gotta get out of the gym. This is a catfish, or at worst, you're going to be very disappointed in yourself when you next find. So if you ever happen to watch a show and you get to that point, you're going to also laugh like everybody else has at the guy when he says, uh, she didn't look like Megan Fox. Yes. Hey, that's on him. That's, that's just dumb. Again, hold on, hold on. He, 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 I can't say. Thank you, because I will watch this. <clears throat> all right. But, well, I mean, because if he's looking at her, he got Okay. But all right. But yeah, that's horrible. But usually with a Megan, you usually... Uh, you're usually a winner. Yeah, and you're not on a show called Love is Blind. And you're not on a show yeah. called Love is Blind. I don't even know how that even happens, man. I don't I don't understand. Because I guess we're, so, we're old now. The old ways just don't work, I guess. Um, everything's computer-based and this and that. I mean, because back in the day, we were just... I would just see a girl walking down the street, stop my car a few lengths in front of her, jump out and be like, hey, how you doing? And it used to be all love. And now, if you did that, they think you're trying to rob them. Yeah, I think, yeah they'd probably run away screaming. I had, you know, um, but you got you know, the grocery store. Just you know. ask the great civil rights leader Jonathan Majors about that kind of stuff. Well, you know, <laughs> you know um, 
right. Blake asks, I'm curious what percentage of women watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a sleeper hit. Women got pulled in the MCU, I bet, because of their guys and the fact that it was so episodic. So I was able to pull up these exact numbers for you. All right. So this is for both the Marvels and Captain Marvel. Wait, this is wrong. I meant to do... <laughs> Turn it. I meant to pull up, <laughs> guys. I don't know why the Marvels. Like, right, Marvels and Captain Marvel. Just, just for curiosity's sake, and I'll find this for you in a second. But uh, women were thirty-two percent and thirty-five percent of the audience for the Marvels and Captain Marvel, respectively. For the Marvels, sixty-eight percent of the audience was dudes. Sixty-five percent of the audience for Captain Marvel were dudes. <laughs> That's wild. It's just so, look. I, so people be on here like, "Yo, he's crazy," but I'll be right. I'm not talking crazy. We, well, we go to the movies. We go to I'm the movies. Correct. Who you see beside you. It's not. It's one guy with his girl. I mean, and then you see a by the row of dudes by themselves. I mean, now, now, if the, if you look at the color purple, the one that just came out, I know for a fact women went in groups to see that. But that's because no guy would go. Um, but that's my point. It's just it's just what women like to see versus what men like to see. Now I did get it for you. I did I did, was able to track it down. Legit numbers for Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, uh set a new record for female viewers for Marvel Studios film. And the first one had 44% female viewers. Mm-hmm. The previous record holder was the Avengers, which had 40% female viewers. And I'm sure that was a lot of cases like me, where I dragged my eventual wife. You got to watch all these movies. And now we're going to go see Avengers. So 44% for the first one. So that's really true. And I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a shirtless scene with Bradley, I mean, uh, not Bradley Cooper, but Chris Pratt in the trailer that probably, you know what, maybe I can't see this movie. So, I'm sorry, is Chris Pratt a sex on I mean, he was on The Office. He didn't do it for the office. Okay, there was the officer community. One of them, too. I didn't watch yeah. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Needless to say, I didn't watch either one. So. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure if I had my shirt off in the movie, they'd, it'd be 50%. <laughs> All right, so mine is apparently we're we're seeing the end of Blu-ray in physical media because Disney, you're a hater, Disney really? has outsourced its production of Blu-ray and 4K and whatever DVD <laughs> to Sony. And Jace, it seems like Warner Brothers has no news on the digital release of Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 2. It's coming on digital April 23rd. Typically, they release them early, but um, it could be a deal of poor sales. Maybe it's because the Blu-ray and 4K of Justice League was $33. Yeah, was paying $33 for a movie nowadays. Again, when they're, when they're jacking up the price and you say, oh, inflation's hitting everything. When you say physical media is costing $30, and I may only watch this movie twice. Yeah, it can easily go to my Netflix subscription, and I'll watch it that way. I'm not. If I mean, when we were, when we built most. I mean, when I built most of this collection here, I was paying fifteen, eight, and 
the most expensive one was twenty dollars. I'm not. There's nothing I'm paying. I mean, unless it's some great movie that you want to see multiple times and you have to get it on 4K, thirty dollars is a negative price point. It's more. It's thirty-three bucks. Like, oh no, thirty-three, y'all. That's what y'all. Oh, what I'm saying is, it's thirty-three for animated movie. It's not like the 4K is enhancing so much more to that. Oh look, I can see the pores of animated Superman skin. No, or you can pay. What was it? Fifteen dollars with some Amazon credits to watch this thing one time, and yeah, you'll be good. Chief, who's your nominee? Well, it could be people who love Blu-rays. But that's not it. Listen, I have zero. <laughs> I have zero party affiliation. Let me just say that starting off. If Biden had done the same thing, I'd still be talking this. So, the fools who bought those Trump shoes. Listen, them joints was like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. You know what I mean? I, listen. At $120, like it costed or $170 with the cost of uh, some Air Force Ones, because that's what they were. Okay. You done paid $400 for some gold shoes, bro? Like, what are you, what's going on with that? And then they was they were buying them for $400. The smart ones was flipping them on StockX for like two grand. But wow. and then, <laughs> that's not my, I'm not thinking they're stupid because I do that. that that upsell was Bro, coming in. Hard. A lot of people bought them joints to wear. That's somebody right now is just in came home from somewhere, probably the movie theater, and is taking off their golden Trump shoes, bro. Um, and I thought it was hilarious, man. I'm like, man, man I can't believe people paid four hundred dollars for a set of Trump shoes. Like, that's just amazing to me. Like, it's it's crazy. Um. So yeah, that that's 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 a wild man. Um, you know, uh, I'm waiting for the Biden joints so we can jump on them and call. They can be the dummies of the week too, the Sleepy Joes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, they'll be all white, Chief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 a wild thing out here. Uh. Mm. Uh, listen, man. I, I, you know what, man? I and I, I used to have DVD. I still got Blu-rays. Sleep shoes, right? I still have Blu-rays, and the Blu-rays take up so much space, bro. Like they are a space. They suck the space from your house, man. I'm telling you, I've you never on the floor, huh? You put them on the floor against the wall in a shower. No, I had a, I had a little DVD stack thing. You see how far you see this thing that didn't take up any space. Bro, put it in the corner. How many you it, got in there? I in that one, I think it's over two hundred. And the one on the other side beside me has at least three hundred. So I had like four hundred myself, mm-hmm. uh, just Blu-rays, and then I had another four four hundred DVDs, just regular DVDs. And the DVDs got to get those, the DVDs had to go. They, those are those take they're large and they took up more space. Yeah, like. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what, man? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to take up all this space. I, and they take up too much space. You've been over Jeff's you've been over Jeff's house. Who just Jeff Jeff this yeah. Yes. I don't remember. The last time I've been over Jeff's house, man, was the last time he invited me over was like three years ago, four years ago. 
So the pandemic is your chief. Um, oh, only thing I remember is the uh, they're on the wall, the doll section, doll section, action figures. You know what I mean? I do remember action figures, but I don't remember anything else about your about that, but the, but the basement. You know what I mean? I did find oh, my. By the way, I just didn't mention it. I did find my uh, Voltron. Nice. So you got to bring it out next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll bring it out, man. It's right on the other side of this computer, man. Next time we do it, I'm gonna bring out the Voltron. You see my Voltron, Jace? <laughs> I got the 1980 something Voltron with the die cast metal joints. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, but uh yeah, man, uh 4K man, uh what's the difference between 4K and uh, so DVDs are 480p, which is pixelated, and the 4Ks are uh what happened? Oh, what that Ryan just put up. <clears throat> oh, there. That's that's a hurtful thing, man. When you lost your CDs, I had a dude steal a bunch of CDs from me, man. Um, and then drive off to Royal Virginia, Front Royal. And my man drove, stole my CDs, and then went to Front Royal Virginia with him. Um, it was a dude I work with, man. And I I never forget this. This is the lessons you learn as you grow up. I'm a young dude. I'm about seventeen. Dude's a little older, but we've been cool this whole time. Just, you know, he's a co-worker. We real cool. So on a Friday, he comes up to me and he's like, yo, um, let me grab your CDs for the weekend. I want to do some burning. I'll bring them back Monday. I know the dude. It's not a problem. We co-workers. We, you know what I mean? So, boom. Yeah, go ahead, man. You know, I'm not really doing anything. So Monday comes, he doesn't show up for work. So I go and I'm like, yo, what happened, man? What is, what's up with Pete? Oh, Pete got fired Friday. <laughs> I said, oh, word. And my man drove straight off the front row with my DVDs. Fine. <laughs> that's why I look. That's why I don't loan out a damn thing anymore. You don't just look. So, um, Yeah. Good old Pete. Wherever you are, Pete, I hope your life is not going well. <laughs> so. Um. No, it just it looks like, okay, now picture you. It's true. That's true. It, it's true. And it's... No, sir, I can sell you a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets to borrow, man. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me hold on. I'm so glad I had on pants. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel kind of weird asking you to put on pants. Listen, man. Sometimes I don't be in here with pants. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, these things they actually shoot out from. Um, but that's that's it, man. They they separate. Where's the blazing sword? Huh? Where's blazing sword? I don't have the blazing sword. I don't know. The blazing sword got lost in the uh the sauce over the years. I mean, this thing is what 85? Yeah, I was saying it thing's 30 plus. So actually yeah. almost 40 plus. Jeez. Yeah, man. They like I said, they separate, they come out, they, they still shoot. 
I was gonna say that they actually still have some spring. They did. That's perfect. Yeah, they still some glass back then. So yeah, that's my Tonka. Huh? Is this a Tonka? Uh, I'm not sure who made this up. Yeah, right. You want to ask me this? My glasses. Uh, I can't see it. Made in somewhere. Uh, I can't see where it is. It's some some Asian writing on it. It almost seems like. I mean, it's from the '80s. It probably is. That doesn't look like a re- uh, redo. So I couldn't. I can't tell, man. But yeah, man, I had that thing the better part of my life, and it's still going strong. I was going to pass it on my son, but he doesn't exist. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't on the account that he doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. All right, listen. Uh, next next uh, week kicks off March, and as you know, March Madness begins soon. I assume our numbers for watch along over the weekend would not be awesome during March Madness weekend. But what about next Saturday, March the second, for our watch along of Green Lantern? It's, it's not. It's the Saturday after this one, yes. right? Yes, March. We only got uh, one more week of uh, February. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's the problem with me. I'm, I'm available, man. Right. Um, yeah, I'll be there. Cool. I'll be I there. can't wait to do that one. All right. Well, <laughs> fellas, thank you as always. 80s Kid, Jalen Blake, David Thanos, Ryan Daly, Clintine, Snake Eyes, Aftem Child. Uh, I got Keith Cooper, everybody else who here, who was here. Did I forget anybody? Uh, we got CDs in here. James Green, right? There's a lot of people came out this now. Stickman, Mark A. Yeah, it was a good crowd. So yeah. hopefully you all will be with us again next week. And yeah. tomorrow we'll be back on for another edition of Lyle's Figure yeah. Files. But for now, this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.